On today's Are You Busy, we're going to talk a little Super Bowl 56, as well as the halftime show. We are going to talk a little Nope trailer. That's right, Jordan Peele's next movie is called Nope. Uh, We're going to also talk a little Euphoria recap. This past Sunday, uh, Euphoria aired on HBO. And last but not least, we're going to talk a little bit of Super Bowl commercials, which companies I think won the night with regards to ads, spending six and a half million dollars, some companies in the teens when it comes to dollars uh, on advertising in one day. Just think about that for a second. So you guys know the drill. It's sports, it's entertainment, it's business. Right here, right now, let's go. Welcome to Are You Busy? If you think you're too busy, then join the party. And your Los Angeles Rams are your Super Bowl champions. Let's give it up for the Rams. Uh, Clap it up. I'm serious. Unless you're driving. If you're driving, I know exactly what you're doing. Get those hands back on 10 and 2 right now. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the Rams are your Super Bowl 56 champions. Uh, 23-20, so they did not cover. And the under hit in the Super Bowl as well. It was a, a very, um, it was a very, at first, a, a kind of a weird game, in my opinion, a little bit, you know, slow moving. And okay, let me stop right there. I just caught myself saying, you know, <laughs> um, and I caught myself last week close to about 1 million times. So, you know, it's almost, and there it was again, it's almost as if I need a, a damn buzzer next to me, like one of those taboo buzzers, somebody just sitting next to me, buzzing me whenever I, tabooing me, whatever it's called, whenever I say that, that damn phrase. Um, okay, so I promise to cut back on those going forward and yeah, make sure that this is appealing to the ear rather than absolutely annoying. So back to the game, 23-20 Rams, Matthew Stafford did it. He overcame that hump, which was, I guess, a a big hump, if you will. It was a, he was on the Lions, obviously, like I said last week, for 12 seasons. So he had all of this, he had all of this help around him. I'm not taking any, any credit away from Stafford, but, but (laughs) he did have a lot of help around him up until, you know, there it was again, up until the Super Bowl. Odell Beckham goes down, gets hurt, non-contact injury. I'm reading around Twitter, the internet, whatever you guys call it nowadays, that it's a it's yet again a torn ACL, maybe. That's not confirmed. This is not real news by any means. So Odell Beckham, non-contact injury. Tyler Higby, starting tight end, did not play in the Super Bowl. So, really, did Matthew Stafford have all of the help that he's had throughout the season? No. No. So, he stepped up in a big moment, which the Super Bowl is obviously a huge moment. It's arguably one of the biggest moments in sports, and he did it. He did it. And I think, I really do think that he is a first ballot Hall of Famer now, that he's won a Super Bowl. 
that that's kind of what this game says to me, in my opinion, about Matthew Stafford. Before this, it was it was like, you know, it was like, can he win the big game? Can he win anything at Detroit or in Detroit? Can he do do anything in that city? And I think everybody I think everybody, you know, just said that he doesn't have the talent around him. He had Megatron. He had Megatron for a while. Did he retire too early? Did he not? People can say either way. So at the end of the day, I really do think that Stafford stepped up. Cooper Cup stepped up. I know, you know, I said last week, is it going to be Cooper Cup? Is it going to be Jamar Chase? And I think whoever makes the big play is going to win the game. I don't like saying that I'm right, but I'm not going to say that I was wrong because fourth and one late in the game, the the Rams could have punted and risked and risked their defense going back out there to try to get a stop and get the ball back, but they decided to go for it on fourth and one. They call a jet sweep to you-know-who, Cooper Cup, and then he gets it, and then later on in the red zone, who else but Cooper Cup in the corner of the end zone on a fade on a fade route, pass route, Matthew Stafford is looking for one person and one person only, once again, Cooper Cup for the game-winning touchdown. So, again, I don't like saying that I'm right, but I'm not going to say that I was wrong. I'm not going to say I was wrong. Cooper Cup made the big play, not once but, twi- but twice, and the Rams are your Super Bowl champions. The Bengals, I think, I, I think the Bengals played really well for the most part. They had some moments in the beginning where they were down and people were like, are they going to lose? Is this the same as the Chiefs? Are they going to come back? And they did come back. They did come back. But the, the Rams got the job done. Cooper Cup executed at the end. And I will say, too, Aaron Donald executed at the end. You could argue that he made the big play. He had the last sack. He had the final, the final say in the game. He made the biggest, the big sack to sack Joe Burrow on fourth down to seal the deal. So you could argue that that um, Aaron Donald, you know, made the big play. So call it what you want. The Rams are Super Bowl champions. The Bengals are not going anywhere, I don't think. I definitely think the Bengals are going to be a force to be reckoned with for at least the next five to seven years, maybe the next decade, depending on, you know, depending on knock on wood, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase staying healthy, Joe Mixon having good seasons as he gets older. He's been in the league a little while now. And their defense, if they can get a big piece on defense, I think if they get a really talented defensive player, a superstar, if you will, and I think if they get one to two more, not elite offensive linemen, but offensive line good offensive lineman really solid offensive lineman you you may have you may have something when it comes to the Bengals they obviously know what they're doing when it comes to coaching 
And I just think, I don't know much about their front office, but if they're smart, they will go after a couple of offensive linemen. Seven sacks in a Super Bowl is by no means good. And Joe Burrow was sacked the most in any playoffs ever in NFL history. So that should be a red flag right there. I don't know how that couldn't be a red flag. And yeah, but back to, so the Bengals, that's, that's all I'm going to say about the Bengals. Joe Burrow is going to be around for a long time. Jamar Chase for a long time. Like I said, knock on wood, as long as they stay healthy and they're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere at all. But the AFC is loaded with the Bills, the Chiefs, the Ravens, if Lamar Jackson is healthy. The AFC is pretty loaded. The Chargers are kind of a wild card. You don't, you don't know. You don't know what's going to happen with them. Is Herbert going to blossom into a, a true superstar? Or is he going to continue to be a very good quarterback? I, I don't know. I have no idea. I, I can't see the future. So the AFC is loaded, but the Bengals are not, gonna, are not going anywhere, I don't think. They're going to be extremely competitive in the AFC for years to come. But back to the Rams. Matthew Stafford did it. Again, I think this means he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, and now that he has the ring to speak for that, really happy for Odo Beckham. I, re- I can't believe that he went down with a non-contact injury like that, I, I can't, I can't believe it. I mean, it's, it just, it stinks. It stinks. I know they won and I know he got the ring. I know he's probably extremely happy, but an injury is an injury. And, and if it is as serious as it looks or sounds or seems, then it's going to be a long road for him. So hopefully the ring and the incentive from the ring, I know he got a big payday from winning the Super Bowl. Hopefully that makes it a little bit easier on him. It's it's never easy when it comes to to big time injuries like that, but he played he was lights out until he got injured. He was lights out. Pretty much arguably unguardable. It seemed like he was going to have a huge game, which is why the injury I think is so devastating. But again, they won. He got the ring. So Hopefully that makes everything a little bit easier for him with regards to the recovery and just the whole situation in general. I, I think I think it just stinks. It stinks. I mean I know they I know they won, but it stinks. Come on. I mean, really, after all he went through, he was having a great game. He had a great he had over hundred yards in the NFC championship. He was on his way to another great game in the Super Bowl. It's it's just whatever they won. So I think I'm, I'm still really happy for Odell Beckham. The people that aren't the people that still have a problem with him, whatever, you know, whatever, right? Whatever. The guy's been through a lot, whatever. So he has a ring now and hopefully his recovery is, is speedy and we'll see how that goes as the off season moves on. So the Super Bowl, that's it. And the last thing I'll say about the Super Bowl is the national anthem. The over did hit, my favorite prop bet, the over did hit by a decent amount. She started off really quick, so I was a little bit worried, I'm not going to lie, even though I didn't even bet 
even though I didn't even bet on the on the over under for the national anthem, I didn't I didn't bet on anything for that matter. But if you did bet, I hope you bet responsibly, or maybe if you bet the over, maybe you didn't bet responsibly and got lucky and won a lot of money. So either way, the over hit in the national anthem, pretty awesome. And it was Blue Gatorade poured on Sean McVay. As I said last week, you can easily go with one of the team's colors. Hopefully you you did that and went with blue if you were hoping the Rams were going to win. And yeah, so Blue Gatorade, that hit for that prop bet. And yeah, really happy for really happy for the Rams. I know they they didn't blow it, but they lost to Tom Brady and the Patriots a few years ago. So if they would have lost again to if they would have lost again to um McVay's old assistant, Zach Taylor, who was on that Rams staff that lost to Tom Brady then I think you could have made the argument that McVay can't win the big one. I I don't think it's I don't think it would have been that big of a deal, but people could have started making that argument if the Rams would have lost that hey, McVay can't win the big one. Can't do it. He gets too nervous in the big one. Can't win a Super Bowl. Well, that's obviously not part of it whatsoever because the Rams won. So I'm happy for McVay, and I think that was a big-time legacy stamp for McVay, solidifying him as, as one of the best coaches in the NFL because they won that game. So really happy for, for him, really happy for Stafford and Odell and just the Rams organization in general after moving back to Los Angeles. Good for them. L.A. has yet another championship, you know, Whatever. I know I just said the phrase that I wasn't supposed to say just then, but whatever. Again, happy for them. So football is over. Everybody can everybody can start their sob stories whenever they'd like. Football is over. It's it's time to move on to other sports. We have March Madness coming up. We have the Masters coming up. We have baseball, hopefully. <laughs> that's a whole nother discussion that I don't want to get into. We have baseball coming up, hopefully. We also have the Olympics are in full swing. Sean White did have his last half-pipe run the other night on Friday night. I'm sorry, on Thursday night. If you tuned in, um, it kind of stinks for Sean White. It was good to see. He had a really good score one of his score his best score was an 85 but his last run he did have a wipeout or a fall whatever you want it wasn't really a wipeout because I, it wasn't very rough when it comes to falls so i wouldn't consider it an actual wipeout but he did fall on his last run in the olympics um a little sad a little you know a little weird that he fell on his last run but happy for Sean White he had an incredible olympic run incredible three gold medals his first gold medal he was 19 so just think about what you guys were doing when you were 19 uh whatever it was you know jokes on you because Sean White was winning a gold medal so <laughs> um uh he's a legend i don't think we will see another winter Olympian, American 
USA Winter Olympian like that for a long, long time. A long, long time. That's, that's what I'll say about that. So he is done, but the Olympics are in full swing. The U.S. hockey team is 3-0. and They went 3-0 and in group play, so they, they qualified for a bye for the quarterfinal to go into the quarterfinals. And so that's, that's great news. And yeah, the Olympics are in full swing. So um, tune in. Tune in to the Olympics. I'll say it again. I said it last week. I encourage everybody to tune in. It's arguably, it's arguably just as cool as the Summer Olympics. I know the Summer Olympics is more popular probably when it comes to ratings, whatever you want to say, advertising dollars, whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, but because it's in the summer, that's probably the main reason why. Because the Winter Olympics is in a weird time of year. It's always in February, right around football, the Super Bowl. It's all tied into that mess. So maybe that's why it's also not as popular. But the events are the events are actually pretty awesome. The snowboarding is awesome. The ski slalom is awesome. Speed skating, the, all of that stuff. The hockey luging, bobsledding, all of this stuff is pretty fascinating to watch. So I would encourage everybody to tune in. Again, if you missed Sean White's last run, uh, I'm sure you can watch it at some point online. I know they don't let you post highlights on social media for the Olympics, which is a different conversation. Don't get me started on that. But happy for Sean White, a great career. Again, first gold medal when he was 19, it's, that's, that's asinine. That's asinine. That's all I'm going to say about that. Think about what you guys were doing, were doing at the age of 19. So that's, that's all I'm going to say. And sports wise, I really, I think that's it. My apologies last week, the wit, the waste management, Scotty Scheffler was your waste management champion by the way for the golf my sincere apologies last week uh the legendary loud par three hole at the waste management phoenix open is hole number 16 16 one six it is not 17 i'm an idiot i'm dumb you're smart you probably thought you probably knew it was 16 already anyways so i just wanted to sincerely apologize about that because that's what men do they put their hand up they apologize for things like that so uh and i was also wrong about the Bengals. i'll go back to that i was i was all in on the Bengals, and i was wrong so hand up there as well um so yeah we have golf heating up like i said scotty scheffler your waste management phoenix open champion in a playoff i might add beat uh beat the beat the FedEx Cup champion Patrick Cantley. Patrick Cantley. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Patrick, I apologize if you're listening, which you're probably not. So, um, yeah, Super Bowl Fifty Six. Football is over. Rams are your champs. We'll catch you guys in September, October, and so on. And tune into the Olympics, golf, basketball, March Madness coming up baseball we shall see what happens so that'll be that'll be a wrap when it comes to sports and let's move on 
Okay, entertainment. We had uh, the Super Bowl halftime show, um, which I thought was very good. I thought it was. I really thought it was very well done, and I'm. I'm honestly not just saying that because I am a fan of hip hop. I. I really do think that it was. It was really well done and really well well received. Um, people that. I follow on Twitter and, and the internet and stuff like that, things that I'm reading. Uh, uh, that's what I'm reading, that it was really, really well received. And some people saying, oh my God, this is the best halftime show ever. Um, does it have to do with the weekend being a pretty big disappointment last year? Maybe. Uh, maybe. That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> um, but I thought it was really well done. They had the the tribute to Compton, the the ground. It looked like it was a background of of Compton, uh, you know, a view of the the city or neighborhood, if you will. Um, really, really well done. I thought, even though they're all <laughs> everybody, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J, are all right around the age of fifty, if not older. Uh, Kendrick Lamar in his in his, um, I believe, thirties still, but. I really thought, even with their age, I thought that it was really, really awesome. A really, really well done halftime show from start to finish. I, I love that they started with, obviously, Dr. Dre, him discovering Snoop Dogg and Eminem, doing a lot of beats for Kendrick and those guys. I, I think it was really fitting for it, for it to start and end with him. And then I think everybody was, you know, Snoop was Snoop. Kendrick was, was great. Mary J was great. Eminem was obviously great and um you know lose yourself was was great it's probably the only it's probably the only song that Eminem could do on a stage like that a lot of his songs have really uh really inappropriate lyrics so um one of the probably one of the few songs that he could actually do on that big of of a stage or in that big of a setting but it it worked obviously because lose yourself is a great song and you can kind of tie it into sports and all of that. So I, I thought it was great. And we also had, I can't believe I almost forgot to mention uh, a <laughs> surprise guest, 50 cent surprise guest, 50 cent in the halftime show, which was great. He did his, his song in the club and he started upside down, which for those that don't know, he also starts upside down in the music video for that song. So I'm guessing that's why he started upside down, uh, for the halftime show. But yeah, surprise guest 50 cent on top of that, which I, he's another really popular hip hop artist from that time period, early two thousands time period. So it was, it was fitting. I mean, it was fitting to have him, to have him in the, um, halftime show with them. So all in all, I, I really thought it was really, well done. They did they did good songs, popular songs that everybody knew, but not necessarily too popular. Uh it, it was it was great. I really thought it was it was really really great. A, a great flashback for the for the kids that were born in the 80s, I would say. Yeah, I would say early 80s to if you were born from the early 80s until about probably 2000, maybe not 99, I would just to make it 80s and 90s babies to make it sound more simple. Everybody that was born in the 80s and 90s probably 
was in heaven uh, watching that kind of a halftime show. It really, it really was great. I, I, I thought it was really well done. Like I said last week, Prince is on another stratosphere for me since I was there in 2007 for that halftime show. So that's number one for me by far. And this one and Justin Timberlake a few years ago are really awesome. I don't know which one I like more. I am having a really hard time picking which one I like more and which one I think is better. I I really have no idea, but I think both are, are extremely well done and in my opinion are both, besides Prince, since I was there, are both Justin Timberlake and, and this halftime show are both extremely well done and the two best halftime shows that I've seen on, on TV. Um, so that's that's what I'll say about that. I, I We obviously have no idea who's performing next year for the Super Bowl halftime show, but this one was was is going to be tough to beat and was really well done. I'll say it again. I've said it 10 times already in about five minutes. It was very well done and is going to be difficult to top in my opinion, next year, like right after, and, excuse me, and it's going to be tough to top just in general, I think. I really do genuinely think that, all my bias, BS aside, I think it it was great. It was really, really, really great. So, and they all looked great, which was awesome, and yeah, really good, really good halftime show. Really, really awesome. So, that's, that's a wrap for the Super Bowl officially. Um, yeah, great Super Bowl A to Z and excited for next year's 57 in Phoenix, Arizona. So uh, we'll see what happens. Um, a couple other quick things entertainment-wise. Uh, Euphoria, a little Euphoria recap. I actually just watched the episode since I have HBO Max. I watched it just now so you're getting a little bit of a live reaction if you will uh, or my live reaction at least um, if you watched it live on on Sunday or uh, if you haven't watched it yet uh, spoiler alert because I'm about to talk about it so um, yeah I mean it just it wasn't as good as last week obviously because last week was I mean Rue Zendaya she absolutely stole the show last week with her incredible performance. So it, for obvious reasons, it wasn't as good as last week, but it was still good. It was still good. Two quick things that I'll say about it. Uh, Nate Jacobs and Cassie, oh my God, are two completely loose cannons. Oh my God. I, Cassie's having some sort of conniption on the uh, in her kitchen, in her living room, yelling at, at Lexi, yelling at her mom about all of crying, just crying, crying, crying about all of these things about the, the Nate Jacobs Maddie story and what happened with all of that. It's just, it, she's a complete loose cannon, a complete mess from the whole situation. And wow, she, she's incredible. Cindy Sweeney, incredible actress also. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, she's, like I said, a complete loose cannon is a complete mess um, in this episode, and and so so is Nate Jacobs. He he pulls the a wild, extremely wild stunt with the gun and all of that with with Maddie scares her completely half to death, 
uh, and I, I've never seen a, a stunt like that um, in a long, long time on on TV or in in you know a movie, what have you, whatever you want to call it. Um, it to and maybe that's why you know maybe that's why they're together. I, I guess I, I don't really know. It's, it's probably what the writers have in mind, right? It's probably why they're together at the end of at the end of the episode he settles things up gives the uh gives the cd back to jules and tells uh cassie pack a bag you're staying at my place gets the cd from maddie and then reunites with cassie at at his at his house with his dad uh with his dad out of the you know picture really so and that's you know it's it's really it was a good episode. It's probably setting up for something pretty big. The sneak peek for next week. It looks like Lexi is gonna going to um, premiere her play, and it looks like everybody in the stands is like is watching it. And and I hear Maddie in the coming attractions is like, oh my god, is this play about us? So next week it looks like it's gonna be uh, probably gonna blow up in everybody's faces on the on the show, if you will. Um, so this, this was, it was still a good episode, moral of the story, Nate, Nate Jacobs and Cassie are complete psychos and that's probably why they ended up together at the end of, at the end of the episode and probably why Nate Jacobs ended up picking Cassie over Maddie in the whole situation. Uh, a little bit anticlimactic after, after what Rue did last week, calling out Cassie, uh, in front of everybody, um, you know, I really thought I really I thought Cassie and Maddie would would go at it this week because of that, but they didn't, at least not yet. So maybe that's coming in in the future. But still a good episode, and and still obviously gonna keep watching. This was this past Sunday was episode six of season two, so got a few weeks left, and and it's it's exciting. It looks like it's gonna heat up with Lexi premiering her play next week. And we'll see, we'll see what happens. So, so for all you Euphoria fans out there, um, yeah, incredible show. So we'll we'll see how the weeks shake out. And then, what one last thing I wanted to touch on, and and uh, in this segment is uh, the Nope trailer. So Jordan Peele's next movie, he released his first trailer for it. Um, it's called Nope, and I've been looking around the internet and stuff and on Twitter. I, I don't know if this is exactly true, but it sounds somewhat correct. Uh, it's apparently an acronym that stands for Not of Planet Earth, uh, which makes sense to me because when I watched the trailer, for those of you that did watch the trailer, it looks like it looks like your almost standard alien invasion movie, um, which we'll see... We'll see how it shakes out. There's been the, the only small issue that I have with it, and it it I let me say that again. It's a really really small issue because Jordan Peele's last two movies, um, Us and Us and Get Out, were phenomenal in my opinion. Get Out, he won an Oscar for Get Out, the screenplay. It his last two movies have been out of this world, genius from a horror standpoint and from just a movie standpoint in general. So. Again, it's a really slight issue that I have, 
but there's just been so many alien invasion movies, you know, signs. There's been so many, there's been so many alien invasion movies made. Some great, like signs, some not so great. I can't think of any that weren't great, but it, I'm obviously having trouble with other movie titles uh, that are about alien invasions. But I'm, I'm just, I'm picturing like, you know, World War Z and, and stuff like that. I'm, I'm picture, I'm thinking of alien invasion stuff that doesn't have to do alien versus predator. You know, stuff that has, doesn't have to do with horror. I guess so. Maybe, maybe that's where I'm, I'm missing. I'm missing all of this. But that's the only slight issue that I have. Is it looks like your general alien invasion movie that's been made uh, tons of times. But we'll see what happens. Jordan Peele is obviously a genius, and and it's probably still going to be really good. I'm probably making zero sense right now and I'm probably going to regret this all of the stuff that I'm saying when the movie actually comes out, by the way, July 22nd release date. This summer it'll come out. So, we'll see what happens, but it's obviously really exciting because he's a genius and I'll end with this. If if anybody can make the best alien invasion movie to date, it's Jordan Peele. It's definitely Jordan Peele. I have no doubt in my mind that he's capable of it. So it's it's obviously a really exciting thing. Uh, and the, the, I know that the actors and actresses are, are going to be really great. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya and, and Kiki Palmer starring in it. Um, reuniting with, with uh, Daniel from Get Out. Uh, so really, really exciting for Jordan Peele. Um, and everybody... People that liked Get Out and that liked us, I encourage you to watch the trailer if you haven't. I encourage you to see the movie in theaters um, this summer because I, I do I I do think even though alien alien invasion movies have been made a lot, I do think he is capable of making the best one yet. So uh, yeah, really really exciting stuff. Again, Nope is the <laughs> is the title. It's re- it's really it's looks like a really unique title and trailer and just movie in general. So we'll see, we'll see what happens with that. So, uh, yeah, entertainment wise, I, you know, that, I think that's really it. We do have, uh, we do have Kanye's genius first of three episodes coming out on Netflix, his documentary, uh, this Thursday, uh, yes, this I'm sorry, Wednesday, this Wednesday, the 16th, is the first um, episode of, of Kanye's trilogy documentary on Netflix uh, called Genius. So we'll, we'll be sure to, to recap that uh, next next week, the first uh, episode of that. So really exciting, uh, really excited for that. And entertainment-wise, that's really all the big stuff that I think is, is going on right now. Uh, so again, um, yeah, any, anything else I can, I'm trying to think, just bear with me for another couple seconds. Uh, there's really, yeah, there's really nothing else really, really big going on. So, uh, yeah, we'll talk genius next week and, um, that'll be a wrap for, for entertainment and, uh, yeah, we can, let's, let's move on. Let's go to business. Okay. Business, uh, just want to talk about one thing and then I can wrap up uh, with my final thoughts. So 
business, we had the Super Bowl commercials, the legendary Super Bowl commercials every year that people spend millions of dollars just for a 30-second, 60-second commercial, what have you. Um, Just wanted to highlight a couple good ones, the ones that stood out to me. Obviously, there's a ton of commercials every year, but just wanted to point out the ones that stood out to me that I think, quote-unquote, won the evening, if you will. Uh, Number one, Michelob Ultra, just for the fact, the simple fact that they had multiple commercials and they had loads of celebrities. The fact that they got all of these celebrities for these commercials um, is pretty legendary. In my opinion, it's, it's, I can imagine, extremely difficult to get all of them to agree simultaneously, to film this simultaneously with the, with the whole bowling shtick that they had uh, going on. You know, you had Steve Buscemi with the bowling, uh, the bowling uh, manager, very fitting for him, very fitting. You had Peyton Manning, Brooks Kepka, Serena Williams, Alex Morgan. I mean, should I even keep going? It's it's it was it was very it was very good. And bowling, like obviously it's completely out there, right? It's completely out there. None of those athletes, Serena Williams, none of these athletes or celebrities in the commercial are, you know, are big time bowlers, right? There's no way. So I loved it. I think that they won the evening just based off of the amount of celebrities that they had and the um, amount of commercials that they had. Multiple, multiple ads in the Super Bowl is, is big time. It's a gutsy move. It's millions of dollars. So props to Michelob Ultra. That's number one for me. Number two, Chevy Silverado. And uh, yeah, I mean... Chevy Silverado, obviously, with the Sopranos theme song. If you haven't seen The Sopranos, then I doubt you should probably turn this podcast off. I don't. <laughs> I, um, all jokes aside, it's an incredible show. Uh, it's my personal favorite show of all time. And yeah, they just had Meadow Soprano, the daughter, reenact the theme song where Tony Soprano's driving throughout the entire theme song through uh through new north northern new jersey where the sopranos takes place and she's driving in a fully electric i almost said i almost said electronic uh fully electric um chevy silverado so that i think is definitely number 2 for me uh incredible incredibly genius commercial the finale aired 15 years ago for those that haven't seen the show that's kind of uh that's kind of in my opinion, why they came up with the idea. And it was a great great idea. And they had the, the theme song going. They had Meadow driving. They had all of the they had all of the they had all of the side shots outside the car and stuff, the New Jersey Turnpike um, sign in the commercial. It was it was great. It was great from A to Z. It was awesome. I really I really enjoyed it and it really stood out to me for for obvious reasons. Um, and then the last one uh, that I really liked, that I really liked a lot, was the FTX uh, Larry David commercial. For those of you that have not seen Curb Your Enthusiasm, um, he plays this somewhat version. It's mostly a version of himself, uh, 
that Larry David's playing in the show, in my opinion. I don't obviously I don't know him personally. I wish I did. I would love to just grab a bite to eat with him and listen to him say all of his ridiculous things about everyday life. Um, so it's it's the FTX commercial. It's it's him going through history, uh, just people witnessing, not witnessing, but talking to the person who invented the wheel, who invented the toilet, who invented the light bulb, etc. All of the really big moments in history that. Um, you know, obviously changed the world for the better. And he's, he's going, he's going through and he's not, he's Larry David. He's not impressed with the idea. I'll give you an example. He's looking at the light bulb with, with Thomas Edison. And he's like, listen, can, can I, can I be honest with you? This, it, 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 it stinks. This stinks. So, um, it was incredible. He went through all of that. And then at the end, it gets to the FTX rep talking to Larry David in a modern day office. Like, like, yeah, Larry, this, you know, it's really easy, blah, blah, blah. And, and he doesn't, he doesn't like it. He's like, you know, I, it's, I don't know. I don't really like it. I don't, I don't really like it. And it's, so I thought that that was really well done as well. Just based off of the Larry David factor alone. He's unbelievable. He obviously created Seinfeld, the show about nothing. It's, he's a genius. So to have him nail all of those lines, those one-liners, famous one-liners, if you will, in that commercial. Um, I, I think FTX, they, they, they really stood out to me because of that. And I, that's, that's really awesome that they got him to do that. Really awesome. So um, that's, that's a wrap for the business side. I, I, you know, I said last week, do, do ads work? Do they not work? Is it for bragging rights? A again, people can say what they want. It's probably a mixture of everything. Regardless, Michelob Ultra spent millions of dollars if I, I don't know if I'm adding this up correctly. I didn't take the time to actually add it up. And, and I'm not sure if one of the commercials, I couldn't tell if one of them was a 15 or a 30. And I couldn't tell if the first one was a 30 or a 60. I think the, the first one was probably a 60. I just didn't have my timer out. And then the next two were at least 15s, maybe 30s. So you're talking about, you're talking about 12 to $15 million minimum that Michelob Ultra is, is spending uh, with NBC for that, for those ads. That's, I mean, it's ridiculous. Good for them. Hats off to them. It's a gutsy uh, thing to do, in my opinion. It's a lot of money for not a lot of time, but they stood out. They got all the celebrities. They got Peyton Manning. They got everybody. They got all of the, you know, they nailed everything, I think. They nailed everything. They got great celebrities, and they plugged it in with a sport that none of them played, and Steve Buscemi was the icing on the cake being the, being the manager of the bowling alley. I think that's extremely, <laughs> extremely fitting just for somebody like him. So that's, that's it for, for business. And then I just wanted to wrap up with uh, my final thoughts for the week. It's a little, it's different. It's, it, it's different. And that's the point of this segment. My final thoughts can be my final thoughts about anything, Right. That's what this is all about. Uh, my final thoughts for the week are uh, about Starbucks because the other day I was going to Starbucks and I pull in and I usually drive through because most of them by now have drive throughs So I pull in and the drive through is pretty long. And I'm like, you know what? I don't really, I don't really know. This looks, this looks like a long wait. There's only 
There's only one person taking orders with, you know, the iPad walking around. It's, it's no Chick-fil-A, right? Chick-fil-A's got three, four, 15 year olds, uh, on their, on their drive through running that. I mean, it's a well-oiled machine Chick-fil-A. So Starbucks isn't quite there. They only had one person doing the iPad taking orders. So I, I keep pulling up and I'm like, you know what? I'm not, I don't really feel like waiting in the drive through So I pull into, I pull into the actual parking lot and there's lots of parking spaces. And I'm like, hmm, this is, this is strange. I, I don't, I don't know what's, why there's so many parking spots when it's Starbucks and it's 8:45 on a Tuesday. So I park and I'm like, you know what? Let's go in because it could be the inside could be closed, right? They could be only doing drive through because of the pandemic and the inside could be closed. I I don't know. I didn't look at the sign when I pulled in. So I go up, there's no sign. The door's open. I open the door to go into the Starbucks and there's about four people sitting like on the, sitting on the, on the booths and chairs and, and all of that doing work, doing God knows what, what people do at Starbucks is beyond me. There's no chance that all of those people are actually being productive with their jobs. By the way, at Starbucks, there's no shot. There's a 0% chance. So there's four people doing whatever in the booth on the, in the, at a table, and there is no line to order something from a barista. So I'm like, this has, this has to be, I mean, this can't be right. So I go up, I order my stuff, cold brew black, obviously, and a, a double smoked bacon and cheddar sandwich. And it took about 90 seconds for them to whip up the cold brew. And then it took up, a, it took another two minutes, three minutes to whip up the, not even, not even, probably 90 seconds for both to whip up the cold brew and my sandwich. And I grab my stuff and I go and the car that I was going to be behind in the drive through was just now about to order. They were one car away from ordering. And I was like, wow, this, I, people are so, the moral of, of this story is people are so lazy. It, it absolutely baffles me. It baffles me. I would not have ordered yet if I stayed in that drive-through. I would not have ordered yet. But instead, I decided to go to park, to get out of my car, to take the 30 steps inside Starbucks that I had to take. And I ordered all of my stuff and I left before the person in front of me, it, who would have been in front of me in the drive-through, before they ordered, I, I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't under, I don't understand people being completely, <laughs> completely lazy when it comes to when it comes to Starbucks. It, it's, I get it. You're tired. You're there to get coffee probably, and you need to wake up. So maybe you're not feeling like getting out of your car. But I, I don't know. So. That's that's the last thing I'll end with is it just it's it's so shocking to me how lazy people are nowadays. And I, I I guess I can understand it, I guess, but that's it. I mean, I saved a lot of time. I saved four or five minutes, which, you know, on the flip side, people would argue is is very um, is very valuable. Right. And so I don't know. That's just that's my two cents. People are are more lazy now than ever. <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's pretty, it, it, I, I left Starbucks laughing. I was like, my God, this hot, this Hyundai in front of me hasn't even ordered yet. Why don't they just, they, they could have just gotten out of their car. I, it's, I, you know, I don't get it. And I know I just said the words that I'm not supposed to say on this podcast anymore. The, 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 you know, phrase, 
I just, I just said it like four or five times. So obviously this is a little bit more of a rant. And, uh, so that, that's, those are my final thoughts. Laziness. It's hysterical. Sometimes it really is. And I encourage you guys going forward. If you're a Starbucks, Starbucks fan and the drive-through line is, uh, is, you know, is, uh, long or crowded, or if it's going to look like, looks like it's going to take a while, then, then park your car and walk in and maybe you'll, maybe you'll get your stuff faster than, than you think. So, um, so that's it. That's, that's our, that's our show or my show, if you will. I don't have a a co-host or producer or anything. So that, that's my show and really appreciate, uh, those of you that, that are tuning in and I will, uh, I will catch you guys, uh, next week, uh, tune in next week, every Tuesday, like I said, and, um, we'll go over, it's not going to be football newsflash. <laughs> we're not going to talk. We're not going to talk football until September. So, uh, or at least for the majority of the, the show, we won't talk football unless there's a big time trade and, and all of that nonsense and, and Aaron Rodgers, where the hell is he going to go? Nonsense. Uh, but definitely going to take a little bit of a football break. So tune in to other sports and, and entertainment and business, uh, talk and news. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your week.